Hello and welcome to the Age of Light podcast. I'm your host, Darlene, a certified coach and hypnotist that is dedicated to supporting you as you reignite your fire. Together, we will cover topics from well-being and spirituality to confidence and business. Get ready to be activated and receive your permission slip to be authentically you and live beyond limits. So let's shake up your belief system and step through the portal of possibilities. Be warned, this podcast will lift your vibration. Hello and welcome to the very first interview of season two of the Age of Light podcast. I'm so excited for you to hear this. Susanna is absolutely incredible. I have actually been working with her privately um, for her feng shui magic um, to change up my home and to see how that will, you know, transform my life as well. And her work is really, really incredible and so insightful. To me, it makes so much sense. So it was an absolute honor to have her and listen to her explain this in depth and give us such a wonderful insight into her journey and everything that has come with it and all her learnings and teachings. So buckle up, grab yourself a cup of tea, or if you're tidying your home or doing chores as I do when I listen to podcasts, I hope you enjoy. And you can find Susanna on Instagram at homes.medicine and I will link her below as always so enjoy hello and welcome to the podcast my amazing friend Susanna Hlavenkova um I'm so excited to have you here um and tell us so many juicy things how are you feeling hey so I'm excited to be here uh it's always a lovely conversation with you darling um well you're going to be telling us quite a bit about feng shui today which is honestly something that i didn't really know about until you really brought it into my life um Mm -hmm. so i'm very fascinated by it i mean just a few minutes ago we were talking about um how you know it's been for you in the u.s because you're currently in the u.s um so thank you for having this call with me as well good morning to you um (laughs) um, thank you (laughs) Um, I was just wondering if you would like to kind of kick us off telling us a little bit about your journey, about um, how you got to where you are today and um, how you, you know, found your way towards Feng Shui. Okay, so um, I could uh, start by saying that I was really always really interested in how the environments and home look and feel and I can remember ever since I was like four years old I was already assessing like when we when we were uh, visiting anyone I was assessing like oh like that part of the living room feels good like that that, like and I really was happy that they have like this nice uh cordon there let's say with a chair a plant and some nice cool books a bookcase and then I was like oh, assessing like okay and that part is kind of off like it, it doesn't feel good to me mm-hmm. and also uh, I my room was always tidy like I was never a messy child <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah I just couldn't I just really 
didn't feel good in the mess and I remember I was and I have pictures from my childhood and you can see on each picture that my shelves are really like decorated I was and I was like freshening it up like I remember I had like on one picture I have lion book a lion king book and then like a stuffed animal next to it but the lion king book is like covering all the books behind it and I just really wanted to make like this one cubicle pretty and I remember up to this day that I was like thinking okay like should I put the book this way or this way and I just was always decorating these things until it felt good or like I was putting stuffed animals in a way that I felt like harmonious to me mm. so I guess I was always uh, very sensitive to whether the an energy inside of uh, an interior or even exterior mm. is harmonious and I even like uh, remember one time we were visiting a family. I, I didn't even want to play in, <laughs> in messy kids rooms. And one time we were visiting a friend and I, I got to this kids room and they had like a, more toys than me because when I was little, I uh, like my parents couldn't buy me many many toys <laughs> and I got there and they they had like sold so many Barbies but they were all over and I just felt like oh like what they, they're not even honoring these things and first I like cleaned everything and I made it pretty and only then I was willing to play with the Barbies <laughs> so yeah and the parents were like saying um yeah well you should come for a visit more often like we want we want her here so I, I remember that uh and ever since then I I just thought it's maybe something just like weird about me that I like go everywhere and look whether how they have stuff on the shelves is pretty or not or um and so I I kind of considered studying interior design but then I got scared because I thought that there would be too much geometry (laughs) (laughs) And so, and I also wanted to always like heal people. So that is why I went into medicine. Mm. Uh, and then like I still was, and but I was always watching um, like uh, YouTube videos of before, after, or like um, now really, really beautifully redone homes. And so that was always like still passion. Uh, and I did like an interior course course as well. Uh, so I know a lot about like I, I can like um, model a home and I could even um, be like the head of the remodeling of an apartment. Like I would probably consult with some architect as well, but mm-hmm. I have the knowledge to do it. Uh, but I still felt like this is still like superficial, like just interior design. It just seemed like kind of superficial and empty. And I was happy that I'm not doing just that and I'm still like in the medicine. Uh, But um, this medicine like didn't completely cover it. I still felt like I need to do something else. And this year at the beginning of this year, um, my lovely uh, younger sister made a clearing for me in January and somehow after this clearing I like it like clicked and I was like well I really feel into these homes 
And I think I could heal people through the way how we can set up the homes. Mm -hmm. And that is how I, um, well, honestly, puncturing particular, I was never really interested in it. Like I knew this, uh, heard of this expression when I was like 10 and I was like some Chinese Asian thing. Mm. And it just never really was appealing to me. And especially because many of the books are really um, just full of rules and not intuitive. Mm -hmm. And they're just basically giving you orders what to place where. And they're talking about uh, covering every single corner with a cloth because it's like uh, you don't want to have corners. I'm like, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put plants on every single like you know, like uh, this war, like falling down plants on every single corner in my life, or uh, fabric on every single, you know, a little bit like sharper edge. Uh, so that just felt annoying. But I thought to myself, oh, fine, it's the basis for these things. And as uh, similarly as in medicine, you have to go through every single subject before you pick what actually speaks to your heart the most and then you pray that they take you into this department yeah. <laughs> uh, I decided like fine I'm gonna do things my way this is annoying but I should know about it because it's the basis for the placement and accommodation of the homes and um, fortunately along the way I found out that this uh, rules about placement are not the only part of feng shui Mm -hmm. and that there are mm, more approaches uh let's say uh there are two main ones uh, one is compass feng shui and one is like form school mm -hmm. and the thing about like placing the objects uh and telling you like if your windows are facing east you have to have like just very straight curtains and if your windows are facing west you have to have more whatever curtains and I'm like nobody's gonna why why is someone telling me what kind of curtains I'm supposed to have you know <laughs> so this is more compass feng shui and it's very yank um very like um just follow this structure mm -hmm. but uh, the form school that I fortunately stumbled upon has much more yin approach and is much more intuitive mm -hmm. it's yeah so first of all I we don't have to worry about the uh, directions as much if it doesn't resonate with the person who that they specifically want to have a home set up this way it still works but it's i personally wouldn't want to work with it mm -hmm. and it's also not only about you know all these all these things like just put a frog with a coin somewhere for prosperity yes that's that's also like a nice tip uh, that's like a third type of feng shui, which really has like a lot of these tiny little tips or, uh, that's supposed to be charged and very powerful. But somehow it's still to me, it's just not as complex. It doesn't look at the homes in like a complex way to me. And this form school approach, that is something really, really nice and logical and yeah, really takes care of the chi to flow in like the correct way through the home so yeah i stumbled upon this course and i was loving this course from start to finish and i realized that i was doing this intuitively all along mm. wow 
Wow. I'm just so, it's so incredible listening to you talk about it. Um, and I love as well, just before we press record as well, we were talking about how this applies to, you know, public spaces as well, how it applies to coffee shops, for example. And I found that so interesting. Like my, when you were talking about that, I was like, that makes so much sense. Why I feel mm -hmm. so much more drawn to certain places than others and why I want to spend more time in places than others. Um, so yeah, I think that that is so mind blowing. Um, I mean, what would you say would be say like three elements um, that you're like, this this is kind of something that all of us really need in our home or something that you feel like makes us feel so much more at ease? Um, well, uh, first of all, I'm happy that you liked listening to me <laughs> because I started kind of this rumbling at the beginning. Um, and uh, when it, and what these public spaces, I also found it, find it very interesting. And I just wanted to say like, uh, you know, basically many people are sense like you feel into you, you know if you feel good somewhere if you don't there are people who are quite resilient to this or they just are not so sensitive and they don't care if they're eating in a beautiful room or if there is like clutter and like moldy room maybe no oh, okay that's a little bit exaggerated but let's say some people like me like to have a nice clean space and I don't want to eat next to a junk of mail and like paperwork mm. i want to have like a, just table setting but there are people who don't mind but for example you are also one of the people who can feel if the energy is well so mm. i look at it that way that we all already speak this language and it's like you move to a different country uh and let's say you're a waiter or you just hang out with friends and you learn how to speak it but you don't know why you're speaking it that way because nobody taught you the grammar. But then like after two years, you decide, fine, I'm staying in this country and you need to get a certificate. So you start taking courses and you finally understand that, wow, like, let's say French, this is why we're, I'm saying this. This is why we're declining it. So um, by me taking this course, it was as if I spoke this language the whole time, but I finally realized the rules and grammar, why I speak it, why I understand it. And only through me having this grammar, I can actually teach it to others. Because before I I would just like, I wouldn't be able to teach it. Um, and so, yeah, you speak the language as well, <laughs> darling. <laughs> and um, the three elements that you talked uh, asked about, um, well, feng shui, the difference between regular interior design and feng shui is that uh, design oftentimes uh, focuses mostly on the beauty like the, the home just has to be beautiful and pretty but um, in feng shui there are two other elements very important and even superior to beauty and that is safety and comfort mm. and uh, we were told a very nice parallel that um, the safety is like a father and comfort is like a mother and beauty is like this their child and if you uh, let your child running around uh like it uh, may like it should be guided it could like do some harm but if it's all going like if uh, there is safety on one in one hand and comfort uh comfortable furniture in the other then it creates like a nice balanced beautiful space 
so these are the three elements like first of all the home should be safe so we look at it like um we don't really want furniture to stand in the way uh we want to avoid like let's say sharp uh and like really decorated legs sticking out of table so that you don't um uh, so that you don't break your toe uh funny insert I'm, i will dare to put in here uh, from a medical perspective apparently uh humans like every single adult person until they die on average has two um fr uh, like fractures and they don't even oftentimes know about it because you like like hit your toe mm -hmm. and um you hit your toe and you don't even know that it was broken it kind of heals it just hurts for a while mm -hmm. and i got these statistics from a friend who is surgeon in germany so i'm just gonna believe you <laughs> <laughs> wow so yeah uh, so we we try to avoid this also when it comes to like kids like you totally look at like you really look at the age group of the people when you're uh when you're like uh putting the home environment together you would choose totally different like furniture surfaces but most of all things that you put on the surfaces if you have um three-year-old two-year-old or if you have like elderly people then you like don't put drugs everywhere so that they don't trip and so on. And I would say interior designers really have this in mind as well. But uh, I feng shui comes even from like a more nurturing perspective to it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I find that so fascinating um, how it's kind of so naturally intertwined in a sense. Like we have this natural... Um, yeah, we have kind of this natural urge to, it kind of gives us, allow us to, allows us to flow more easily around the home, I guess, move around more easily. And that's Definitely, sense. definitely. Yeah. And like, I like to start with this more pragmatic things when I talk about feng shui, but um, yeah, the more, like we can go much deeper. And uh, for example, uh, when the home is set up in this way, with safety, control, and beauty in mind, we actually want to achieve a very soothing uh, effect on the central nervous system. And if your central nervous system is not like stressed, it can go to like alpha. Uh, the brain can go to this alpha wave state. Uh, it brings you uh, like longevity, which is what people want you know people buy vitamins that actually don't work and there are studies that these vitamins don't work mm -hmm. again like i'm kind of always intertwining it with the health as well um uh but people still buy them because like these studies they're just not made very popular mm -hmm. anyways um so we really want to pe people to just be relaxed and calm in their environment and what we what the interior design doesn't really take in consideration, and that is true, is the fact that the artwork and everything around us actually has a subconscious subliminal effect on us at all times. Mm -hmm. And if you see any art, uh, your subconscious mind doesn't distinguish whether it's art or whether it's an, a living object. Mm -hmm. And um, for example, 
if you have bedroom and then you have a beautiful, amazing photography of a running horse running towards you, opposing the bed, your subconscious mind is still going to see the horse. So uh, if this person has like trouble sleeping and they have, um, well, also mirrors, for example, are very activating. Like mm-hmm. um, mirrors in the bedroom also are not very good. Uh, first of all, uh, from the more energetical point of view, they activate the energy because like the cheek gets activated by this uh, being reflected in the mirror. But also every time you wake up at night and you want to go like use the toilet and you see like a glimpse of something in the mirror you get scared and maybe you get used to it after a while but subconsciously you always get scared so but people know about mirrors so let's say they covered the mirror and or like change the mirror doors for like some wooden doors but they still cannot sleep but then they have this huge horse running at them and that can very that can like oftentimes really solve their problems of course, uh, it depends uh, on the root cause. Um, uh, basically, mm, Feng Shui also acknowledges like three main areas of our life. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. we can kind of uh, call them like heaven luck, human luck and earth luck. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, in, the, in basically Feng Shui uh, philosophy, our fate is determined by these three things, All, also our manifestation ability. And some masters even claim that each of them has like a third of importance, so 33%. So when you, uh, one third is the heaven luck, so the soul plan, kind of what you plan for this life. For people who do believe that there is something more <laughs> and maybe not just one lifetime, so one third is something that are things that are going to happen and we real we still have free will, but it's hard to uh, influence them. And some of them I just cannot be influenced. And I think as humans, we will never have the mental capacity to understand this particular aspect of our life. Second third is human luck and that's our mindset. So somebody can really be working on themselves you know like doing hypnosis rewriting old patterns in the brain um just uh being mindful being open to their emotions not suppressing them and people can be like meditating Mm -hmm. which is in any kind of way that's comfortable to them they can be praying so that has an amazing effect on our life but feng shui claims that it's the second third and the third third is the environment and and uh, in comparison to the human luck, the environment can be changed much more easily. You don't need to do months and years of work, which is essential, necessary, and may just um, really take uh, secures a healthier and happier and more balanced life when you do these things and when you don't run away from yourself, as we could say. It's necessary, but it's much harder than mm. um, taking care of the environment because you just need to either study something or hire a function consultant and put these things in order. So if somebody is thinking that they're doing everything they can, they tried everything, therapists, meditate, and they just don't know why something is not happening, mm. um, 
it's very probable that the missing link is something weird in the environment. And it can be that the feng shui consultant gets into their home and they have like the most cluttered closet in the health area of their home. And there are, I've heard like myriad of uh, amazing stories, how simple thing of the cluttering and just enhancing the home and may uh, and improving the flow of chi in their home uh, really help people get unstuck in many situations. Wow. That really gave me some food for thought. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, that is so incredibly interesting. Yes. Um, and I would like to just add, like, if this person, let's say, covers the mirror and puts the horse away uh, and she still has some subconscious trauma, like I'm not saying just feng shui helps, uh, but it's def it's it might just be this thirty three percent, and that's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can definitely see how that can relate to everything else, um, because it's kind of it goes back to that safety thing. I think um, uh, I have a really bad cold, by the way. If you can can hear it, um, I'm just blowing my nose as Susanna speaks and drinking some water. Um, but I think it really comes back to the safety thing of if you don't feel safe in your home, um, especially, I mean, for people that work nine to five jobs, if you come back and you don't have that safe space to really relax and wind down, that will really begin to reflect into your life. Because I have lived in spaces where I did not feel comfortable at all and it just drove me crazy. Um, and I didn't know exactly that that's why it was, but I knew that I didn't feel safe or fully able to relax in those spaces. Mm-hmm. And um, when you do find that space where you are able to control certain elements or change around elements, um, it, it helps so much. Or even the place where I live now has really changed um, the way that I feel and the way that I live because I used to live very close to cities um I remember my partner when I first met him he lived right in the city and I couldn't sleep every night I was there I couldn't sleep because whenever we had the window open I could hear everyone outside it just wasn't for me um and I just always felt really comfortable in just a quieter place and now especially living so close to nature I can definitely see a different effect from just the place where we live in as well. Yeah, and um, the feeling of safety is really important. And I totally agree with you because oftentimes like people really have to work in uh, corporate environments and some cubicles. They are hustle, like <laughs> bickering about the temperature of the AC and like there are like te- mm. teaming up who wants to have it colder and warmer and it's amazing and we spend in our homes even if we sleep like oftentimes eight hours or more and it's it's a huge gift and you and privilege and i'm very grateful for it that in our part of the world we can do this that we have the opportunity to go to homes Mm -hmm. where we can relax and where we can feel safe where we can recharge our batteries yeah, it's just up to us whether we find this, whether we know about this and want to do something about it yeah. or not. But we have an amazing opportunity. And um, 
I also am not used to very, very like noisy environments because I come from a small European country. Uh, I don't know how the people in like Manhattan do it. In a way, it's different when you're used to it from since you were born. But on the other hand, uh, the question is whether it's good because I think being used to this hustle and this high pace and the loudness, I really believe that it helps. You just need to kind of get numb to all this noise. Mm-hmm. You just need to get numb. And then, therefore, you since you are numbing yourself down from regular voice noises, you cannot um, get in touch with the more subtle things. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to... I, I what I started doing recently is like going to a forest and just I try to listen to the leaves uh-huh. and it's so beautiful you know because that's when you really that's really calming that's when you get in touch with nature kind of or you calm down it calms down your nervous system you get in touch with your intuition mm-hmm. and you and me I, I couldn't probably live in Manhattan long term <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but see, when you people are numb to sirens and all these things, I would totally, and oftentimes it happens, and I would get it that they are actually nervous when there is even like not even just nature, but when there is just a really average small town where they would have to live in. You know, like I think they would actually miss this kind of like what is it? What what the void? You know, yeah. what is this void of noise? And I think all these louder things just help us be more disconnected and therefore even more formable. Like mm-hmm. you don't know what you want. So the TV tells you what you want. Yeah. And yeah, for example, uh, I'm currently in America for a few weeks and I totally can feel the difference of the life pace and the hustle like here in LA mm-hmm. compared to where I come from (laughs) wow wow um no I know people actually who have moved out of cities and that struggle with not having the same amount of noise I think it is a real thing um but um I did have a question but it's it's disappeared um (laughs) so I wanted to kind of ask you um oh that was my question so you know with people working from home a lot um or you know doing hybrid working um i always heard that it is super important to separate um your relaxing space from your working space and i just wondered if there was anything that you kind of anything that sprung to mind that you're like how can you make this easier because you know sometimes like i don't really have a spare office so I do have to kind of blend my office into my living room um, and how how that has obviously changed over the years with COVID. Um, well, yeah, what would you say to that? Yeah, uh, well, I'm very happy. I, it made me happy when you said that you have to put your office into your living room and not to your bedroom. Uh, the importance for having nice homes has risen since COVID definitely even uh, many stores like kind of intuitively put into their like to go designs materials that are like more um 
natural that feel warmer you could like take a look at let's say how ikea kind of rebranded uh they used to have much more like colorful furniture and they brought in a much more rattan much more like softer colors and we like intuitively wanted to basically make the homes nicer because we and calmer and safer mm -hmm. because we started spending so much time there like yeah mm -hmm. um so uh definitely um it's important uh to uh I, yeah uh the, the importance also the number of function consultants consultants has risen since uh, the implementation of lockdowns and it is true that it's very important to if possible to have these spaces divided because it's easy to kind of get lost in both for example oftentimes when you have your workspace next to your bed bed you just work at your computer and you see your bed and you just want to relax you just want to rest you just start yawning i don't know if it happens again to 100% people but uh, it may and just not 100% are aware of it but it really like yeah there are studies that show that it slows down the effectivity and productivity of a person same thing you go to sleep and you see your desktop next to you so uh, oftentimes people have trouble sleeping because they just they just never you know like uh, turned off from work that is why it's if people are able uh, to put the desk out of the bedroom uh, if it's uh, kind of still kind of bothering them either in living room or bedroom or kitchen it's uh, advisable to kind of divide it maybe put a curtain there of course first thing is the first important thing is the taste of the ho homeowner if they would get irritated by hanging the curtain or they wouldn't like it there it's not a good idea they need mm -hmm. to like it um, if uh, some partition is not possible in any kind of way and it has to be in the living room or bedroom what can be done is at least cover the computer with like a nice cloth the more uh, uh, thrift ones can saw like uh, can measure the dimensions of the computer and just uh, like create themselves a slip cover for it mm -hmm. <laughs> so at least you don't see because as i told before uh even if you kind of get numb to the idea of a computer consciously subconsciously you still see it so this is one thing uh to kind of conceal the home office inside of a home if you cannot have it in a separate room other thing is uh having rituals so uh people always like got they the work and home were divided now that they cannot be we need to do our best in dividing it so we can make like a ritual open the curtains in the morning and that means yeah so we are already um starting like a new day and then but then eat breakfast somewhere else yeah you eat the breakfast mm -hmm. uh and then you can even like put on normal clothes. It's much better. Like I've been, sometimes I work, like I never had lockdown since I work in the medical field. But uh, if I want to work something, it's something like on my uh, website or something during the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and I 
keep the pyjama on, I'm much less productive. I'm like, I'm not, not weekending. I'm not working. Yes. So yeah, uh, it's good to put on clothes. And then uh, sometimes it may sound a little silly, but you may even get out of the home and get in the home again. Mm-hmm. And like then like open uh, the another set of curtains and say, wow, now there's real light streaming into the bedroom. This is the office. When they're done, closing let's say first set of curtains Mm -hmm. uh changing the clothes and like really um making like a firm line between the beginning and uh for the beginning and for the end of the workday wow that is so incredibly useful yeah because i know for a fact that i struggle um separating those and i have been um i i have sometimes just been oh you know um it's just a work day it's fine and I don't really get changed and I just take my laptop onto the sofa and I just work mm-hmm. from there um so you know it can definitely uh, kind of get those mixed up then um or if I have my laptop there I, I notice myself just getting confused as to whether I should relax or how productive I am as well so I definitely can resonate with that yeah um, and sometimes it even brings anxiety on me because I'm like oh I just start to like kind of lounging then I'm like I should have I should have had more done so I start to I then I switch into the work mode and I write a to-do list then I'm thinking but it's Saturday and I'm like laying on the couch so maybe I can watch one tv show and like I kind of um, flicker between these two settings and they just kind of makes me a little bit frustrated so yeah yeah, I also see the importance and again I'm not saying that everybody has problem with this but on the other hand they may just not be aware of it that they would be much more productive and we live with cognitive biases like if we don't want to shed light on it then they are part of us and somebody can claim to themselves no I'm doing fine I'm amazing I don't need this but the truth is whether they are really, really honest to themselves. Yeah. The 100%. And when we, yeah. And when we are with the, by the offices, there is one thing that I would like to mention. And it is one of the biggest uh, feng shui rules that you find in every book, even if you are not taking in consideration the whole concept, like the that I actually know of. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, this thing is uh, that it's important to have your um, table in like a power position. And power position, like for example, when you already have the office, even like the desk, even in the bedroom, always try to see whether you can turn it in a way that you have the front, like the door that's coming into the room. Uh, in front. Again, from the pragmatic point of view, um when uh, you may think that you're fine but if there is door behind you our primitive brain will not be able to relax it will know that there is people are coming from behind me i don't see anything and really like this primitive brain will always be kind of strained always uh always kind of looking out for himself whether somebody's not coming from behind and um in that uh yeah if it's not possible to turn it like you really have a narrow room and if you you really don't want to put the table in the exact center of the room you can still keep it by the door 
but consider uh, putting uh, like a mirror on your desk uh, in which you can see the door. Mm. Um, you can also imagine it like uh, if somebody is working at a desk and next to a hallway, let's say the cubicle is next to like some main hallway mm. and there are the people keep going behind his back. Like this person will not feel good. Or if you have a table, uh, dining table, and three chairs are like by the by the kitchen uh, counter and by the wall, and the fourth chair is uh, facing the some big living room and hallway that goes to the front door. This person mm-hmm. will like I um, actually intuitively this person after a while will choose a different chair. They will or like they will not feel so good there because there is all this all these things are happening behind his back Mm -hmm. so it is important again for the uh, soothing of the central nervous system so always it's good uh, to suggest let's say the client or anyone listening at this moment to put uh, like at least small like cosmetic mirror in which they can see the glimpse of uh, the person coming in so they because you get immersed in the work especially if you do something important or something creative and all of a sudden you just get scared that somebody is behind you even even though um even though you know that they keep coming uh, i heard a story that uh one wife uh always like when the kids were going to bed uh went to the office of her husband and all three of them would say good night before she was taking like before that she would put them to sleep because i don't know he was working in the evening or whatever mm-hmm. and uh every time they did it he got scared. He jumped. And it got to the point that he was actually annoyed by them coming into the room to say goodnight. Mm-hmm. And the woman was annoyed that every time he jumped, like, why why don't you get used to this? We always come at 8.30. <laughs> and they actually kind of started finding, fighting about this. And um, when the function consultant, like the principal of this amazing school that I took the um, the course in the western school of feng shui um they suggested to put a mirror there and he could see the glimpse of the family coming in like when the door was already opening he stopped jumping and they stopped fighting so basically these tiny things can have a huge impact on our life and also uh from the corporate environment they uh shared a study that people who were facing um I mean, not facing, but their back was to the rest of the huge office. When they put the mirror on their desk and they see what they saw, what's going on behind them, they did not have to be like on edge. Their productivity has risen by 35%. Wow, that is amazing. I was actually thinking about um, my position in the office as well, because I was moved um, recently and um most of the office is behind me but I can see the door so I feel comfort in seeing the door but I can totally understand Mm -hmm. with um everyone being behind me there is a slight edge to it so I completely um Mm -hmm. that really resonated so thank you for sharing I'm gonna be getting a mirror (laughs) yeah you you can think yeah definitely think about it and uh again like there could be people who would be kind of maybe irritated by the mirror so we never force it I'm just saying, like, I know of a story where when a man stopped fighting with his wife and I know of a study how it enhanced their productivity 
And I know that like the primitive brain will be able to relax more. But if somebody still says, oh, no, I, it's going to distract me. I'm going to look into the mirror the whole time and I'm not going to work. Then it's not for them. Like this is this is what I like. Like I'm not telling anybody what curtains they should get. And I'm not ordering them to put the mirror on the desk <laughs> because they have to. Yeah. Wow. Um, thank you so much for sharing so much about Feng Shui with us. Um, I would love to know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I would love to know what has been one of the biggest pivot points in your life? Um, it can be recently or something, something big that has kind of really led you to this. I mean, you've kind of told us a little bit about the story, but was there like a really big pivotal point for you in your life? Mm, well, I told you the story why I was always interested in this, but I also um, somehow, for some reason, had this pool. Uh, well, I studied one year in California when I was in high school, mm -hmm. and it really like found, found like peace in my heart, like really uh, fixed place in my heart. And I wasn't even in the nice part of California. I was in the valley. So it wasn't about uh, really the beauty of the state. Mm. Uh, although things around were beautiful, but the town just really wasn't. But somehow, I don't know if it was the people or something higher. Um, but I always felt like I need to go back. Like I have to go back. But I never didn't because if anybody did a little bit of research and how to move to the United States, like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you either have to pay insane money for school, and I mean, I've done my schools, I really don't, need, I did nine years of university yeah. <laughs> uh, schooling already, so I'm kind of done in this regard. <laughs> um, and also, it's very expensive, and we don't have the mindset of taking hundreds of thousands of loan. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, paying for a marriage also, just seemed a little bit um I just uh feel a little bit more valuable than that you know because you can pay to get married and then they give you a green card anyways I'm kind of being a little bit silly about it but I'm just I just wanted to illustrate how hard it is to actually move here so I never did but like this voice always stayed in me and I just had this kind of for some reason feeling that when I get there for like a little bit longer time than just a vacation like something's gonna like I'm gonna bloom like a tree and I didn't know when it's supposed to happen but this feeling just didn't left me uh, and then like this year I actually decided fine I need to explore it I don't know like what's gonna happen maybe it will suck I was so anyways I bought flight ticket for seven weeks and I'm here at the moment exactly in the middle of my stay and of course, then I was freaking out, like, what am I going to do there? And so on. And I decided since um, in January, I really started, I just, I made the intention to learn more about the homes and how to make them, how to just make them full of nice energy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, uh, it just seemed like a smart decision, you know, like among all these, like kind of uh, very flowy intuitive uh thinking to do also some smart decisions so it just uh, i decided to learn about feng shui i will dedicate this time to this and other things that will come along the way and there was just one only one course that i found uh that was in person i didn't want to do anything 
um, digitally because it's just I knew I want like a master that I can learn from somebody I can ask questions I just want a physical person mm-hmm. and I did a I'm constantly doing some online courses but I knew like for this it's not going to cut it so I found this course and uh, I found what Western School of Feng Shui which is really quite um, successful school uh, stay located here in California and they already have like 12,000 alumni uh, no 1200 yeah 1200 <laughs> alumni um and I, if you are asking about a pivotal point, I think this is it. It's also like uh, teaching me a lot of things this day. But most importantly, I got this knowledge that I would never have gotten in person. And uh, now I'm already practicing it. So I have time to do consultations. I wouldn't have that at home because I work like 10 hours a day every day. Wow. So this is like a pivotal point for me, I I could say. Wow, that is amazing. Because I remember how you told us as well that you were going. Um, so me and yeah. Susanna, we actually met in a program uh, recently. And I remember when you sat there and you were like, right, I just want to share that like I have bought like this ticket to go to California to do, you know, to just explore. And you were just seeing if you could uh, stay with anyone. And it was so like everyone was so happy for you. And it's so funny to see you. You know, back then when you were like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where I'm going to be. And now you're like, oh, that was like one of the best and most pivotal points of my life. Like that is so I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. And I've had this in my mind for the longest time. So this is maybe a permission slip for anybody listening to just do the thing. Yeah. Because now I see okay, it's not that easy. It's not like I have my Zen moments from from morning till evening. And sometimes I have even less time for myself Mm -hmm. than when I was working because I need to like pack, drive somewhere else, get new Airbnb and so on. But I'm learning new things about me, how to stay like centered even without the home. Mm -hmm. Also, I have learned actually firsthand how important it really is to have your home to go to. Yeah. because uh yeah you can totally just same way you get home take off your shoes you're there for me here i need to get the directions go through the let's say la traffic which is always horrible it's as horrible as they say that it is <laughs> um and oh, then God. i always get a little bit lost and i need to find a grocery store and um, by the way, prices in America are insane at the moment. Like, take European and double it. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing in this country, but I still, <laughs> I still love this country. Uh, uh, in my ways. Um, but yeah. So, uh, it's definitely if somebody wants to do something, I this is a permission slip to do it, and definitely nothing bad is doesn't have to be as good as you expected but you are going to learn a lot (laughs) and definitely there's a reason for it (laughs) yeah no definitely there's been two very big times in my life where I have well probably more than that but there are two occasions where I can remember that intuitively I just knew it was something that I had to do um and I did it and one of those one of the first times well aside from moving over here 
and was going to a circle and I, I didn't know what it was I had no clue but I just had this feeling that I needed to go and it changed my whole life um mm-hmm. I, mean, I have a whole podcast episode about it so I'm not going to repeat it here but it was an incredible um and it was just it changed everything I'm gonna listen <laughs> it was basically a uh, long story long story short um I just thought I was crazy for having all of these spiritual beliefs for thinking that there was more and I think it was back in 2019 and um I went to this event hosted by Ella Grace Denton um don't know if you know who she is um, but at the time she was quite a spiritual presence online and I was like oh um and I had this this feeling that it was like I need to be there and I booked my ticket and I was like I have to be there and as soon as I got there there was 30 over 30 women there that felt the exact same way as I did and it was just so eye-opening to see that I wasn't crazy for having those beliefs and it just changed everything and Mm -hmm. practically started the work that I do now um and another time is in the same year when I went to a silent retreat in Bali and I knew I had to be there and I did it and it was the best thing ever (laughs) and it's my my safe space when I go back in my mind um because it was just the most restful time it was four days but it was the most restful time of my life no phone just nature um food that was sourced just from the island yoga meditation Mm. like we were sleeping in a cabin um and it was just the most beautiful thing ever i'll never forget um Mm. i definitely want to go back there um but um i know exactly what you mean and every time i have followed through with that little nudge it has led me to some incredible experiences um where you know maybe i did have expectations um but it was always much better than I thought it was going to be or very different from what I thought it would be. Um, So yeah, I second exactly what you said. (laughs) Yeah, and all these things tying together, like uh, sometimes you need to do some uh, change in thinking first before you uh, like allow yourself to do it. And that's what, for example, hypnosis steps (laughs) in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. well I do have um a question that you know I I love well there's two questions actually that I'm gonna ask you that I love asking everyone um Mm -hmm. so right now what is one thing that you will never stop doing out of your medicine like what is one thing that you're like I'm never going to stop doing this because I know Mm -hmm. that it helps me so much or something you keep coming back to well um I know that I will never stop like feeling into the energies into the space Mm -hmm. because I've been doing that all my life and I uh I will never stop doing this I really hope I will not stop being a feng shui consultant because I see the huge effect it can have in our homes our offices our spaces and I haven't even gotten really into the magic like maybe later I could at least sum it up quickly like what areas in the home are because I was mostly talking about the like health and the practical uh, perspective so I definitely would love to keep doing this and do like spread the awareness how important um the connection to our home is how we can cultivate a beautiful 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 homes mm-hmm. um and basically the whole awareness that our homes are the extension of ourselves 
same way how the outfit is the extension of our personality we can say a lot about the person by the way their home is situated mm -hmm. uh actually just really furnished and what relationship they have with it and yeah it can be an amazingly supportive environment um for example, people who have clutter oftentimes have it because they are running away from some emotions or something. They just need the safety. Yeah. And I have even noticed that here, while I'm here in America, uh, as I told you, like things are kind of faster, like with these, uh, like we were talking just in this podcast uh, about the loudness of the cities, but also like, uh, the highways are much faster, the AC is like louder, the music in the cafes is louder, they're just not as cozy places as we're used to in Europe. You really just kind of just are in some bus all the time. And I see that the homes, and I don't want to be like critical, but objectively speaking, <laughs> uh, homes in America are more messy than the homes I have at home uh, that, uh, that are where I come from. People have more stuff and they have like oftentimes pile of the piles of the stuff. Kids have more toys. Uh, the toys are laying around and kids don't really give love to those toys because they have so many, they don't even play with them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is nice, interesting, like, correlation and I was thinking whether they have something to do with each other that the life pace is kind of faster louder more disconnected and that's why they own like more stuff that they have like laying around and I got to the got me thinking that maybe they need this stuff around themselves to kind of protect themselves from it all and there are there is so much psychology about like clutter in the homes and decluttering like Marie Kondo for example really like goes deep into this um yeah uh so I'm not sure what I was oh, oh yeah the awareness I want to keep spreading the awareness and uh, just let people know that their homes can help them have healthier habits mm -hmm. and they can just re yeah, there is so much that the homes can support us in the way we set them up. So I want to keep doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. I can totally see you doing this. Um, I think you have such a wonderful energy and the way that you explain it so clearly as well. I mean, I'm so intrigued. Every time you speak about it, I'm like, I feel I feel like I understand it so much better now. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. Um, there is another question I have for you, and that is, what do you love the most about your life right now? Honestly, right now, at this moment, I totally love that I have the freedom to go anywhere. Ooh. And I have, I'm really grateful for this. I have no, like, I know this is not sustainable long term. But I just love like that I don't have to go to the dental office, that I don't have the patient scheduled. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm orthodontist, by the way. Uh, and I just love this freedom. I think it, my soul is so happy. Like I said that it's hard to keep moving all the time, but also in a way I can just sit in the car and like watch the nature or yeah, I, my only responsibility at the moment is to 
practice Feng Shui and get better at it. And I have one more month of doing it. So that's amazing. I, I know. Also, I'm grateful for my health and I'm grateful for my family that and our nice relationship in the family. Um, that's very like a value. Uh, I'm grateful that my the loved ones are healthy and so on. <laughs> Wow, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and yeah, and gratitude is also an important part in feng shui because it doesn't only speak about the chi in our homes, it also speaks about our personal chi, personal energy. And if I want to be a good consultant, I need to maintain my personal chi. I need to strengthen my senses for the subtle energies. And I can do this only if I am not anxious when I'm doing the consultation because, you know, like every time you're kind of worried, like you get disconnected more. So it's amazing that doing this, actually, it's one of the uh, prerequisites to doing it well is to take care of my own personal energy. And it also is con connected with self-love, gratitude, um, healthy eating uh and um i that's why i uh, about like nice mindset abundance mindset so i talk about this all on uh, my instagram <laughs> yeah oh wow um yeah no i absolutely love everything that you post on your instagram by the way i have a fruit bowl in the middle of my table now because i saw that because I, like, I usually keep it in the kitchen and i was like oh but I always have, and I, I get like, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called the Odd Box. This is uh, not a plug, not sponsored by the way, <laughs> but uh, it's, mm -hmm. um, it's this organization in the UK that delivers vegetables to your door, but it's all vegetables that were saved um, from the farmers that were mm. either, you know, not the right shape for the supermarkets or they weren't too small, too big. Um, that's amazing i know I and love it following them for years because they only they were only in london in london for a very long time and a few weeks ago i put their i put my postcode into their website and they're finally up north where i live and i'm so happy um so yeah i had like a fit like a completely full <laughs> fruit bowl and i was like oh my gosh it's never been this full and it looks so nice and it's fresh like you said as well um so yeah um so i'm looking forward to incorporating that little bit into the home yeah and those are those amazing like uh entrepreneurs and companies that are kind of uh starting to be created where the value of their service kind is basically l more important than the money or like just these really conscious entrepreneurs there are arising more and more and I love it. And yeah. other uh, aspect of feng shui is actually feng shui in business. This is what also I really am drawn to. And that's actually about creating these conscious uh, entrepreneurs that um, create nice energy and uh, to make their uh, employees feel uh, that their company cares about them uh because i've heard of a study that like almost nine out of ten american employees believe that their company doesn't care about them yeah so basically uh it there it could be called bishui <laughs> i know of one uh 
person, like a nice, uh, wise uh, feng shui consultant uh, that I follow. Her name is Claire Bosk. Um, she um, works with this and uh, it's it's very nice, like how this can really influence, yeah, basically feng shui in business. Uh, and it has a lot of facets to it again and it just creates um, businesses that have revenue but still bring value in a way that's not ignorant. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think there's always, there's so many, especially in the UK. Um, I mean, especially like I work in recruitment within the German market, but I always see all of these incredible businesses popping up are like, I really want to work with you. Like, I really want to work with you because I love your um, mm -hmm. just, um, I guess, integrity and ethic um and yeah there are so many brands out there that are popping up that um i'm really rooting for because they're led by people who genuinely want to make a difference and carry a very different energy to big corporations i mean even the firm that i work for right now um they have policies that i wish everybody had um in their in their policies of the company so i'm very grateful for that um but yeah, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Because I know that you said that you wanted to touch upon something else as well. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Well, actually, I would like to. Uh, I would actually like to explain like uh, even a little bit more the essence of feng shui. Yes. So basically, it's a philosophy that's been around for around 3,000 years. And feng means um, wind and shui means water. And the wind represents all the unseen things, like our thoughts, the way uh, our mindset, our uh, the energy in the homes, uh, everything that is not, even our unseen helpers, basically everything unseen around us. And shui water are the physical objects, and we can actually, and these things have to be in harmony, and. Um, like yin and yang mm -hmm. and um in feng shui we actually like um want to create nice flow of chi the living vital energy in the homes uh, so that it uh, goes like the food through our digestive system in a healthy way like we don't want the food to go quickly and have diarrhea but we don't want to have a constipation either and uh, uh, so also in the homes, the chi uh, should like meander through the home. Don't go like too quickly or don't get stuck. And it uh, ideally goes like in a nice uh, meander way uh, gradually and goes through every part of the home and nourishes that part of the home. And uh, that way it goes around and uh, influences the people in, in, the, in a beautiful way. And each home consists actually um of nine uh squares uh you can uh, divide a floor plan into uh, nine areas equally big squares that is called bagua map uh and um uh there are like eight guas uh and center so basically eight different like squares there uh ba means eight and gua means trigram but this is getting a little bit uh, complicated uh anyways uh, uh there are like eight guas and the center and each gua 
according to I Ching um, and uh, the book from that gave the basis for Bagua map uh, is responsible for certain area in our life. And the areas are as follows, knowledge and self-cultivation, uh, then which is like uh, in the left lower part of the house. Mm -hmm. But it's hard when you're not, not a functioning consultant, like you need to hire someone to show you like how to put the Bagua map on your floor plan. So uh, if um, you wouldn't know it, <laughs> um, how to align it well, but if it's aligned well, I'm going to say like where in the on the Bagua these areas are. The second one above is, is health and family. In the upper like uh, left part of the house is wealth and prosperity. Then next to it is fire. In the upper right part of the home is love and marriage. Then underneath, uh, again, like to the like uh, a lower part of the map, Bagua map is creativity and children, then helpful people and travel. And uh, next to this career. And like we went around and the center is in the center of the home. And um, each hell holds like special energetics for each of this area of the life. And each is like ruled by different element. Like all this, uh, there are five elements in Feng Shui, wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. They all should be represented in each, but each of Gua, uh, like two, uh, two Guas are ruled by uh, one element. So uh, two of them need to have a lot of prevalence of fire, which is like fame and reputation, love and marriage. If you want to the chi circulate and nourish well these areas and therefore your life, then uh, children, creativity and helpful people and travel, you need to have metal their career, wealth and prosperity, water and health and family knowledge and self-cultivation wood. And this is what we do. We like come to your home. We assess the flow of chi, whether it's their nice flow, nice energy or whether it's stuck. Um, then we assess like whether the size of the objects is like in balance, the yin and yang of all. Mm -hmm. And um, some people have more affinity to yang places like white, light, huge, more like less decorated, more contemporary, simple. And some people really like yin places. Uh, so like cozier, darker, upholstered and uh, more dainty. Uh, so it's not about like 50-50 again. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody has their own nice scenario, a uh, nice like relationship, a ratio between those two. Mm -hmm. But um, they need to be presented like in the harmony that like works for the client. But there needs to be a little bit of both. There is not black between, uh, without the white. There is no yin without the yang. Mm -hmm. uh, and the third, uh, then we like assess whether all the elements that are there because uh, as you already do, you do speak the language of Feng Shui, Darlene, when you feel good somewhere uh, and when something is beautiful, actually there is a nice relationship of all five elements, nice ratio. Mm -hmm. If uh, like we can feel good in a desert, but, and some people really are earthy, so they can live there long term, but after a while they really need to go also like they, they are grateful for every single rain because they need the water or they're grateful for all the greenery because wood like consumes the earth so 
anyways uh, all the beautiful places either in nature like really balanced places in nature and in the homes have all five elements and most people like when they're in balance um so we look at that and then we look uh, if there is a uh, energy stagnant or like clutter in each of these quas very often uh the person has trouble in this uh, area of their life and i've seen i've heard of many many stories how people just couldn't get just couldn't hold the money and then they just like stopped closing uh, like they uh, uh, started closing the drains if they have like bath mm, let's say uh, uh bathroom in wealth and prosperity mm-hmm. uh and uh, they like made enhancements so that the chi like put something on the wall up so they bring in like more yang element to the in contrast to the yin pool of the water and these people got checked that they've been waiting for the longest time or people had problem with um, their health and then they got there and there was like a uh, messy closet and a trash can and basically no no almost no wooden elements there maybe the closet was white uh, with tiles on the floor so when it's enhanced so basically that's the water the shui part you place the objects with the intention that we want to enhance this energy the thank the wind aspect it creates miracles and i always start talking about this in like more like careful way you know like central nervous system you don't want to break your toes but like this is the real magic that we are also talking about yeah wow that is that is incredible that just kind of blew my mind how much there there is to it um wow is there anything else coming up for you where you're you kind of feel like a really i feel like someone needs to hear this Mm. Well, I would suggest your, mm, maybe people who are uh, like all your listeners to uh, take a look at their life and like kind of uh, meditate, think about or journal whether they have any struggle in any of these areas and whether they are working on it like a lot. And if they feel um, that they really start try to decondition as much as they can but let's say they still don't have the partner even though they did visualization they made lists they were wishing (laughs) to get a nice partner uh it may be that the environment in their life is actually standing in the way for example the love and marriage area of their home is missing because how many homes actually have square uh shape many of them don't they may have like an L shape, like a lot of bungalows are actually kind of like go to the back of the backyard. Yeah. And then it's possible to totally like enhance this area outside of their space, like in the backyard. And we know how to do it. Yeah. And uh, so I just advise them to think about this and then feel into the option whether a function consultation could be helped. And especially even like nobody will know from my short explanation where love and marriage in their home is. 
not really <laughs> because they know how they don't know how to place the bagua on the floor plan unless they can read about it on the internet mm -hmm. uh, uh, so yeah but from my short talk they would not understand um but I would just invite them to feel into the idea of having a feng shui consultation, or whether it could like help them. <laughs> wow, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Where can people find you? So at the time of being, I have Instagram and the name is Homes Medicine. Homes like the plural of being home dot medicine. Cause I, my epiphany and my my uh, purpose and drive behind all this is the desire to heal people's uh, lives and uh, heal people's relationship with themselves through enhancement of their of the energy in their homes. Yes. Wow. I love that name, by the way. Um, and thank you so much for coming on here today and chatting to us about Feng Shui. It's honestly been amazing listening to you, even though I can... <laughs> I've got such a stuffy nose. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much for calling me. Like, uh, first I was a little nervous, but <laughs> uh, but right when we started talking, I stopped and I just had a very good time. And I would actually like to invite anyone who has any question, they can uh, DM me on my Instagram and I give out like uh, advices on the go so if they have any question they can send me a picture and i have already started like um uh advising like my friends or like uh fellow friends from our program so they can always uh write me at least a message yeah. and i'll give them of course an answer for free so Everybody who has some insecurity about something or wants to ask something about Feng Shui or wants to ask whether uh, this could help them or be for them, they can definitely feel free to write. <laughs> yes, yes no, absolutely. And please do, please do write. Uh, Susanna is such a book of wisdom, uh, a well of wisdom. Is that? I think I used that yesterday. It's very confusing. I keep saying well of wisdom, but you're, you've just got so much wisdom within you to share. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And it's a well of wisdom also when you translate it into my language. So and, <laughs> yeah, it's correct. It's thank correct. So many, much. many places in the world. Yeah. <laughs>